Good evening and hope you had an awesome day. So I know that we spoke about happiness yesterday, but we also spoke about understanding that happiness is not about having a world of perfection, but about having the right perspective. And that reminded me of a powerful story that happened many years ago on Sukkot. But first, a little background knowledge. When it comes to the esrog, that lemon-like fruit that's taken with the lulav, one aims to find one that has no or as few blemishes as possible. And it must also be whole, meaning no holes or any part broken off, or else it is completely invalid to use for the mitzvah. Another point to know is that according to our sages, the various four species that we take each intentionally represent different parts of the body based on their shape. So the tall straight lulav, well that represents the spine. The round hadasim represents the eyes, the aravos, the lips, and the esrog, according to our tradition, represents the heart. Okay, with that background information, here's the story. It once happened that Rabbi Shlomo Halberstam, the great first bub of a Rebbe, was brought the most beautiful, perfect-looking esrog, the morning of Sukkot. It had the perfect shape and height and color. The Rebbe looked at it and was awed by its beauty. He had never seen such a perfect esrog in his life. He stared at it longingly for another few minutes and then proceeded to exclaim to the entire shul that he would not be making his blessing on this most beautiful esrog. Rather, he would use the esrog he already had, which was also nice, however, definitely inferior looking compared to this one. Now, as I just mentioned, going for the most beautiful esrog is a big deal on Sukkot, especially for Rebbes. So everyone was surprised, but no one had the audacity to question the Rebbe as to why he wasn't using this seemingly perfect esrog, so they all just began davening. Well, in the middle of the Shachor's prayers, the Gabai, the assistant to the Rebbe, decided that if the Rebbe wasn't using this unbelievable esrog, there seemed to be no reason why he shouldn't use it to fulfill the mitzvah in the most beautiful way possible. He picked the esrog up with great reverence, but as luck would have it, the nervousness of handling such a precious object caused the esrog to slip right out of his hands and it fell with a thud on the floor face down, with that pitum, the part of the esrog that looks like a little stem, smashing on the ground, a direct hit, and it broke apart. You can only imagine his heart stopping as he saw it crash to the ground. However, as he bent down to pick up the esrog, he all of a sudden realized that the pitum had actually been expertly attached with a needle. And really, it had been broken off all along. And thus, the esrog was not only not beautiful, it was actually invalid to begin with. Now, you can imagine, upon hearing this, word quickly spread through the shul about the perfect esrog, and the Hasidim praised their Rebbe for what must have been divine insight, what in Hebrew is called Ruach HaKodesh, and his ability to see things that others couldn't all along. Because otherwise, how else could you explain why he hadn't chosen to make the bracha on that perfect esrog? He must have known somehow. When word reached the Baba Rebbe, he quickly dismissed their claim, saying it was no divine insight or miracle that he had known. Rather, it was simply obvious to him that there must have been a problem. Why? Well, see, he said, the esrog represents the heart. And when I saw that the esrog looked absolutely perfect, without even a single blemish or scar which I could see, I realized that it couldn't be real. There must be something hiding, some internal hidden blemish, because there's no such thing as a heart that is completely perfect in this world. There's no heart without some struggle, heartbreak, or pain. Usually one can see it on the outside, and that's normal. And of course, while we aim for perfection, we know that there will be scratches which represent heartache and some kind of difficulty. However, if it looks completely perfect with no defect or scar whatsoever, then one has to know that it's just not real. It's fake or doctored. 
If a person puts on a picture of perfection, it's a sure sign that it was photoshopped. What an amazing insight into what makes an Esro kosher and even more so a heart real. See, we all have wounds, whether from the past or challenges that we're now facing, be the emotional, health-related, familial. These are scars, real scars. And Judaism does not believe in pretending that they are not there. That's not joy. That's repressing reality. Rather, we must muster the courage to make the blessings on the Esrog, knowing full well that it has some blemishes and bruises, but nevertheless is real and beautiful. If I could just add, these discussions are not theoretical. They're deep psychological realities that we have always learned from our tradition. Of course, it's not easy to be in that headspace, especially if dealing with illness or broken relationships or financial pressures. Of course, the job of others is to help those in need to support them. And our job is to find the strength to muster the perspective to validate that the heart has scars but to choose to focus on Simcha and continue to say the blessings over the Esrog, the beautiful heart that we have. And on that note, wishing you an awesome day, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.